Welcome back to the Mandarin Blueprint Podcast. I am joined by Kyrie, who is uh, calling in from the UK, and uh, he has agreed to do a case study with us about his experiences learning Chinese through the Mandarin Blueprint Method. But before we get into anything specific about the Mandarin Blueprint Method, let's uh, hear what Kyrie has to say about why you wanted to get involved in Chinese, and also just a little bit about yourself. Okay. Um, ever since I was young, I've always had a an interest in languages. Just, um, I think, and um, being a musician, I think I've just I've just always been attracted to sounds in general. I think mm. um, I'm kind of a avant-garde kind of musician, very experimental. So I was quite like um, using my voice in different ways, and I, th- I think I was first attracted to languages when I was young because as a child I was like, oh, they're using sounds, but they're not like the sounds I use. So it was kind of a weird fascination with just like the sounds of other languages and stuff. Um, as I got a bit, a bit older, um, I started becoming interested in sort of um, Asian culture, Japanese culture, little bits of Chinese. Um, I took some evening classes here and there. Um, first, first off in Japanese, because I knew a bit more about the culture and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then just out of interest to fill um, another evening up, <laughs> I, I thought, mm, let's see what, um, I don't know anything about Chinese. Let's see if it's, you know, how it's related to Japanese, because I assumed it was with regards to the writing system, of course. Mm-hmm. And once I started doing Chinese, I, I sort of become like my first love with regards to languages. It was, I, was, I was attracted to the sound, the the tone sort of you know the, the tone quality I get I think because I'm musicality in me maybe um I, I just took to it straight away it just it just felt right it's like even though I don't know much about Chinese culture um I really want to know more about this language and as a result of that I've become more interested in Chinese culture so the language itself was actually the gateway into me really being interested in all things Chinese. Mm. I did those evening classes about 10, 15 years ago, something like that. And then I, I left things and I did. I ended up going to university, um, got two degrees. I got a master's degree in music engineering and production. So I kind of followed my other love of music for a while. Um, I took a year off, uh, a year ago, I left work um, due to some illness mental illness and depression problems, things like that. I just needed some time to figure out my priorities, get myself sorted and return to the things that I enjoyed. So just making music for myself rather than studying it and go return back to languages. Um, again, I started back with um, Japanese and I'm doing Danish now as well, actually. So, Oh, nice. Um, and um, because that's another place I, I love to visit and like to go again in the future, maybe to, to work or something. Um, and I kept Chinese was always in the back of my head. I was thinking, I, I, yeah, I, I feel like these other two are going to be better for maybe work opportunities, blah, blah, blah. And I, and I was scrolling down Facebook and I, I get bombarded with lots of language learning app, you know, ads and things because because I'm always looking at language learning stuff. So that's what Facebook suggests to me. Mm-hmm. And I scroll past Mandarin Blueprint. 
and uh, I always have a little look, look at all the comments, see what people say about it. Mm-hmm. And then I discovered uh, the ebook that you have. I think it was the master, was it mastering yeah, Mandarin yeah. in the modern world? Yeah. 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 And I had, had this, still probably do, had this terrible habit of collecting lots of language resources, doing too much preparation without actually learning the language. So I thought, oh, this is another book I can pick up for language learning tips. And I just started to look at it and I looked at your videos. I thought, hmm, this just something drew me in. Something about your course, it just seemed right i don't know what it was i think also the fact that you were two non-chinese people running the course actually right. helped because i thought okay these people these are people who've actually gone through the learning process as non-chinese people so they know what it's like to learn the language from a western point of view and that that was encouraging in itself because i think i needed that perspective because in the evening classes, and I think you've, you've had this experience in university, it's the class environment's not always the best way to learn anyway. Yeah. Um, and I think sometimes Chinese people don't know how to teach, like they don't know how to teach characters in my experience. They, they, they right, don't tend yeah. to. I mean, I don't know, know right English way. very well. I mean, just the other yeah. day, my dad was saying, uh, yeah. like, why don't you guys teach English to Chinese people? And I was like, one, because I'm not interested in doing that. But two, yeah. uh, I, and, and actually three, but two, the second reason is that there's a bunch of people already doing that here. And three, uh, yeah. you know, it's that there's, I don't really know what to say a lot of times. Uh, English is actually a far more um, kind of chaotic language than Mandarin is. So like when you yeah. tell somebody, yeah. oh, uh, this is a general rule in English. And then they try to apply that general rule. You find out, oh, that general rule has a bunch of exceptions. And so (laughs) source languages to English. And so I end up feeling very much like, uh, you know, just follow the general language acquisition rules. Don't learn grammar points and stuff. But I don't, I don't feel very passionate about it. Um, And so, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like, I can, I can understand that a Chinese person why would they feel like super passionate about learning Chinese as an adult? It's not something they've ever done. They learned Chinese mm. naturally and they, you know, it's like what everybody with their native language deals with. And then they also learned characters by rote because they had the situation where that was even possible. And the adult uh, Westerners don't have the time nor the inclination to sit and write every important character yeah. at least a hundred times and then still forget them, you know? So it's like, yeah. That's not something that, uh, you know, just think about that. It's 30,000 reps yeah. you want to do. Or is that right? Yeah. No, no. It's 300,000 reps. Yeah, <laughs> that would be, yeah, yeah. be 3,000 mm. 3, by times 10. You have to write them mm. at least 100 times. So 300,000 reps and you're still going to forget loads of them. Nah. No. Yeah. So most people are not yeah. going to do that. And that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. But just before you go on too much, I'm, I'm curious, what um, is your focus with music? Because uh, I'm a musician myself. What, what instruments do you play and stuff? Um. Classically trained pianist, um, and from that I, I taught myself um, little bits of uh, guitar. Um, I had some singing lessons uh, too. Uh, I mainly mainly deal with sort of experimental or like ambient music. Um, do a lot of improvisation, um, playing instruments in ways they're not intended. Um, I'm very much into all that all that kind of all thing so uh, yeah i learned all the rules and then couldn't wait to break them all basically right yeah exactly yeah that's that's i'm a big fan of uh that type of music where it's like you're you're exploring the boundaries and uh you know of course when you do that sometimes it's gonna 
sound uh, somewhat ridiculous to people who aren't into it, and maybe even sometimes yeah. to people who are into it. But like, yeah. you got to be there to try to find the the new ground. And so, you know, but you got to learn the previously tread territory to go searching beyond that. And you know, that's all, that's very true of language as well. Um, when yeah. it comes to trying to find ways to communicate, like it's like, and that's why you know there really is no end to the language acquisition process you know i've been learning chinese for eight years and it's not like i don't constantly still run into new things that i want to determine how to say it's just that they get more and more advanced whatever they are yeah. that I'm trying to communicate and so it's like yeah but that never stops which is great actually i mean because it's like sure you could say there are like um objective milestones like there's a point where you go okay i know how to recognize the tone and components and pronunciation and meaning of 3000 characters, you know, I mean, that, that's pretty objective. So it's not like there's nothing you can, um, you know, um, what do you say that put your hat on, lay your hat on, <laughs> um, hang your hat on. That's the word. Hang your hat, yeah. And so, uh, but still like, you're never going to stop learning. So, yeah. But anyway, back to, back mm. to your story, you were, you, so you see Mandarin blueprint, you start to, pick up on what we're about what did you did you read through mastering man in the modern world or did you um just sort of like uh skim through it or what, what was your experience of that book um skim through it at the moment and i promise i will actually go and read it but um i started as soon as i started reading it and i had a look at one of the introductory videos it was always kind of a blur because in the same day before i knew it i i just signed up for your course i thought i just i feel like yeah, so something just told me to to do it and started with the pronunciation course. And as soon as I saw the, the depth that you went into and the fact that you integrated everything and very importantly, you taught me how to use Anki because I was always afraid of Anki. It looked very um, unuser-friendly and complicated. And just the fact that you took the time to devote videos to explain exactly how to set it up was amazing. I thought that this is... This is the course. In fact, this is the course to end all language courses. It's, <laughs> it is, and not really not exaggerating when I say it is the the most thought out, sort of well laid out course that I've ever come across. And I, I've tried quite a few <laughs> the times, and it was exactly what I needed. I needed some. I needed. Yeah, I needed some structure. I needed someone to go do this, do this, do this, do this, do this. But also this is how to go off and do your own thing as well mm-hmm. so it was you know structure and some room for creativity which is the right kind of balance exactly i mean we we can never say that you know mandarin blueprint is the only resource what we can hope to say is that mandarin blueprint will always give you direction you know and like that's yeah. what we're kind of all that's what we're going for everything that we plan you know into the future and our, all of our plans in the future are all based on you know, getting you to for the longest amount of time possible to see us as a compass. And then, you know, obviously, you can branch out at many places. But it's uh, the, the idea is that there's a there's roots, there's a trunk, and then the branches that you know, if you don't have a root in a trunk, there's no branches. So we want to just make sure that you've got that foundation solid. And then obviously, we'll keep building, we're going to keep building lots of stuff. I'm constantly working on new content for the more advanced courses. And you know, eventually we're going to do a big expansion to 3000 characters. And so there's lots of stuff in the pipeline, but I'm glad to hear that that's your experience so far. So yeah, that's, that's cool. So continuing onwards, so you were in the pronunciation mastery and then um, 
you know, so you, you go through that course. At what point did you decide to go uh, into the full course? Uh, I, I did the whole pronunciation mastery. I worked through that first. Hmm. Um, just because I, I, I'd already, you know, I'd already studied Chinese before, but I, I thought, okay, it's going to be the way these guys are so thorough. There's going to be things that I missed or that I wasn't aware of and things like the tongue positions and things like that were really, really useful. So I learned a lot and I'm glad I did it. In fact, I might even go back and watch the videos again, just every now and again, just good. And of course, you've got the Anki stuff as well. But I, you know, I, I quite like um, watching the videos too and reminding myself of the explanation. So I started in the, the foundation part. And when you started talking about the characters and the props, that made sense because I'd used flashcards and memory techniques before with Japanese. Um, but but in the kind of a bit like the remembering the can uh, remembering the kanji, you know the the, the books which right. kind of uh, which you, you're aware of, aren't you? Obviously, sure. your stuff's kind of on that. Um, so so I already knew that the fact that you were leaning so heavily into that, you I was like, yeah, these these guys understand that this is you know this. I I already knew in my mind that that was the way you had to learn characters. You're writing them out thousands of times just isn't practical yeah. for most people um but what i really like the nice thing about chinese i have to bring up japanese just for the comparison sure. but the the nice thing about chinese is that you do have for the most part you have one reading of characters occasionally you have two meanings right. different um so that this method um is a is a lot better uh, with Japanese, there's a lot of different readings, and it depends if they're next to another character, if they're on their own, they've got different readings again. Sometimes they're multi-syllabic. Mm -hmm. So I, I've, I've tried the best. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to work on a way, if I return to Japanese, to see if I can make this blueprint method fit Japanese. At some point, I'll you know, kind of be a, a guinea pig for uh, sure. perhaps, you know, if you branch out and do one of those courses in... Uh, location yeah. system and and yeah. actor system so like the actors and sets would i'm sure have to like involve more rooms and more uh places because of the multiple pronunciations and you know it's funny that you mentioned that because it's a thought occasionally we get somebody who realizes that the you know about 20 percent of chinese characters have an alternative pronunciation uh mm. or two, or three or four alternative pronunciations and then they go oh my gosh this is what yeah is so hard and i'm like do you think this yeah. is going to try japanese um but yeah uh but and then, do you mean in yeah there's yeah sorry but there's there's usually a, a different meaning that goes along sometimes with the, right. the different pronunciation or it's used in a different way whereas that doesn't happen in japanese right right <laughs> so so yeah so it's like you know sure one character might be pronounced uh you know chang meaning long and then it also is pronounced jang meaning to grow but like yeah one's a verb and one's an adjective. So like, they're not going to, you're going to yeah. see the difference once you have a handle on sentences and grammar, it's going to be very yeah. easy to understand which one's which, even though they're the yeah. same character. And so it's like that, that type of thing comes up and all the time. And then, you know, we always, our philosophy is get the main uh, pronunciation and meaning down. And then the secondary or tertiary meanings will come later when you're more advanced and you have more tools to understand it. It's like, you know, a lot of times hmm. people want to try to, rush ahead in their language learning and kind of be like i want to understand everything about this right now but like the different elements of a character 
uh, are mm. easier to learn when you have yeah. more tools at your disposal, which means, you know, taking your time. And it's the same thing with like at the very beginning of our course, which you've been through. We take it, you know, to some people, they might feel like it's almost, um, you know, it's just very frustratingly slow. But we know that mm. you have to make sure that each individual layer of the language from individual components to individual pinyin pronunciations they all need their time in the sun and of yeah. course they're going to continue to be there but once they've had their moment of being the main focus then you do that for a period of time and then you move on and you keep just building these solid foundations these girders that are going to keep the building up and so eventually you start really flying but yeah anyway so i'm um, yeah answering too much but yeah so like let so you're starting to get into the system you knew that uh memory techniques are effective uh so then as you're going through uh what was your experience of like getting the full picture of the hands of movie method and learning characters through these different actor sets props and movie scripts and special effects and stuff um i think the first thing i encountered when creating creating actors and this this actually is the reason why i don't post my scenes mm -hmm. um I was thinking, right, okay, I, I'd, I'd th have things like, okay, let's say we've got a bathroom or a bedroom. I'd forget, okay, because the bedrooms are all just different variations on people's bedrooms, I couldn't, I had trouble distinguishing them apart and things like that. So, and as far as things like actors go, um, I mean, I've got, I suppose just like anybody really, I've only got a few select close friends. Um, and things like celebrities and actors. I'm just not that kind of person. I don't, I don't identify with that kind of thing. I'm not into movies. Mm -hmm. um, I don't always, I, I, I watch more TV now just for language learning purposes and stuff. Um, so I thought, well, the, the, nice, the nice thing about this thing is it, it is a blueprint. So I'm gonna take the blueprint and I'm still gonna play, play the rules, but I'm, I'm, going to, I'm gonna change the categories. So all my categories are mapped slightly different. So instead, so all my actors are fictional, but I have in the where the male category was, I have um, fictional male actors. The females are fictional female actors, and then the other two categories are robots and non-human characters. So I still have the four distinct characters, um, distinct um, sections. But I'm just using different kinds of fictional people. That's all. So I'm still I'm doing it that way. I found this helped me because I, I like I use I play a lot of video games, so I use a lot of video game characters, and with that the the personalities became more distinct. So you see, different characters have special powers, or they have catchphrases, they have unique looks, they have you know different. Um, yeah, different things, more interesting things. I think that they can they can do within the scenes, mm -hmm. and with the scenes, I also chose locations that were set in those games because, for for me, when when you play games a lot, the you know you you do feel like you live in those worlds. So I had a lot of attachment to different places. So my I'm at my tones to kind of represent different kinds of took took me I spent I spent a whole day just going through all this stuff and and mapping it out so my tones represent different types of places within these places so rather than being bathrooms and and bedrooms I've got um say 
first tone is, I always forget the numbers. I can just think of them in pinion like marks. First tone is the high tone, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 So, so, so anything high tone takes place kind of just outside the boundaries of a scene. So if I've got my Arctic scene, which is a kind of a snowy village place, medieval village from a game called Skyrim, it takes place just outside the gates where the docks are. Um, for the rising tone, that's where you retire and rest. So that takes place in the inn. So any play, other places will be like hotel, play, anywhere where you, you stop and take a rest, basically. Mm -hmm. My uh, third tone, that's the falling rising tone, is a, is a lower level. So there are sort of dark back streets or um, basement level and things like that, underground kind of tunnels that represents that tone. And then the falling tone, the fourth tone, I was sort of, as like you're dropping into the scene so when you enter the level in the game or you get to that place the first thing you see is my fourth tone so mm -hmm. that that's how i've uh, ended up mapping them out and it's yeah. worked, worked really well so i don't know how confusing that might have been for people listening but uh <laughs> no 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 i mean that's fine it's uh that you know changing changing it as long as it still fits the system um you know you should always find the ways that work for you because uh yeah, that's one of the biggest issues that we've had with you know, we'd like to use other, uh, a, a potentially another flashcard software for the method because mm. it can be so confusing to people. But one of the problems is that we haven't found one that's out there yet already made. I mean, maybe we could make our own, but that's a big, uh, you know, money investment. Yeah. So like, well, maybe at some point, but uh, we, we, um, you know, we find them and they always have something that doesn't allow for the user to input their own way of doing it. And, to, to us, yeah. a deal breaker because the user has to find the uh, connection. Like our point is, we teach you how to find the connection within your own lived experience. And if yeah, you can't find yeah. that connection, then you know it's um well, it's you know, as as you well understand, you you can't. It's just not as powerful. It's just it's not that you couldn't do it. It's just you're not going to find. Like it's like when I was learning through yeah. remembering the simplified hands by Heisig. Uh, a lot yeah. of times his suggestions, you know, I didn't connect with at all and so those those no. characters were harder to learn because i had to yeah. figure out my own thing and so like we're trying to say okay a our suggestions b how to do it three uh suggestions from the rest of the people on the course and then yeah. you know talk about them on the podcast try to have as many things that we can many angles on everything yeah. as possible so yeah and speaking of that i actually wanted to ask you what your experience is of the elements of the course that are more community-based so things like uh, the the people leaving comments, the people uh, posting on the community forum. I don't know if you're looking at that, but like, just what is how is that for you? Do you find it helpful? You know, what's your what are your thoughts about that element? I always have a look um, down at the comments in each lesson. Um, see, I'm not looking for actors because I've got a different you know different right. category. But props is very it's very useful for props. Sometimes someone will come up with a a better prop. So I use that quite a lot. And occasionally there's, there's some interesting questions when, you know, when you introduce new sentences and things like that. So, yeah, I'm, I'm more of a kind of a silent watcher, <laughs> sure. um, so to speak. Um, but um, I've had, yeah, I've had a look through the, the community. Um, I just haven't, 
I, I, would, I would I would like to engage a little bit more I think which is partly why I'm I'm here as well I suppose but um sure. yeah, yeah yeah well the main thing yeah. is it's so cool for us to see that so many people are giving uh really helpful yeah. advice all around which is you know something that we didn't uh sort of yeah and you know we just we I mean we sorted it we said hey here it is you can comment you can whatever but like what's happened is that every day I wake up you know and I see that there are you know another 30 to 50 comments and most of them are just people leaving suggestions and so it's very cool because that gives us the opportunity to um you know just continuously improve upon the uh quality of each like small element of the course like oh look this over the past six months this particular character component has accumulated 15 suggestions you know for how you could like it just makes us feel like nobody's going to have a problem coming up with something that works for them here so you know that's that's pretty cool um so it's always inspiring as well it's always inspiring to uh the comments and and listen to listen to the podcast that always keeps me motivated you know to see how other people share the passion yeah yeah that's pretty cool yeah that's i definitely um am excited we're you know we do the podcast we switch off every other week and it's always a highlight of my uh of my fortnight to do the podcast because it's uh it's just so cool how pe- much people are engaging um so when you're doing the actual method and you, uh, being at level mm-hmm. 17 or so where you are now the method is yeah. probably pretty solid in your mind you know how how long does it take you to learn a character you know so if you're coming on the landing on the page and you start putting your mnemonic scene together you know what is the sort of average amount of time it takes to you know get to feeling like you yeah. can move on I'd say the quickest has usually about maybe 15 seconds, uh, maybe at the most, perhaps a minute, I would say. Right. Yeah. It gets really quick. Yeah. 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 After, yeah. After a while, it just, it's interesting. Like, because people, people think, oh, this method is because you've got to keep doing this every time and blah, 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 blah. But even that itself speeds up. You just look at something and you kind of go, and it's just it's just there in your head after a while you know right, right. just, just you got the Yankee saving that of you know did, maybe yeah. i didn't do it perfectly but i'm gonna find out you know very yeah soon. uh so it's like yeah that that is definitely a uh, a helpful element um yeah awesome um okay so then apart from that you know like so you're in phase three at this point you're several levels into phase three uh mm-hmm. how is it feeling you know getting the um sort of real Chinese sentences together and, and uh, seeing how the, you know, being in the first phase of understanding how grammar uh, works from a, on the sentence level, how is that going so far? This, this has been really useful because one thing I've always been, I've always been interested in grammar, but then I've always thought, "Mm, how much should you study grammar? And, you know, I think there needs to be a sort of balance between looking in and figuring out how things are, but, that that alone doesn't help you to actually acquire it. You have to acquire it by just being exposed to it. So by by putting sentences in Anki and seeing you understand, I'm just 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 letting them be. Just kind of going, okay, I understand that, or I don't understand that. I thought, okay, is this is this is this going to work? You know, should I be learning more about that? But I found after a while, no, it, it just came. Your, your brain is really good at just your brain does a lot of the hard work for you I realized it's it just gets those patterns and before you realize it you're 
you've just got them in your heads rather than thinking, oh, this random string of character order, I'm, I'm never going to remember this. And then I, I surprise myself when I do remember, or I'm even thinking about a sentence randomly and I'm not even studying Anki. You know, that, that kind of thing happens sometimes, or characters just sort of float into my head and, oh, yeah, that means that, and I can draw it like this. And Yeah, your brain, I think that, that's what I tell anyone, is just trust trust your brain because it will it will come through for you if you keep using Anki every day. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's it's, it's really nice with um, having any kind of spaced repetition software because it, the, the whole point is that you can relax. You know, I was just thinking about this in another context, which you're about to get to in phase four, which is that, um, you know, phase four is the first time you have longer form content. And uh, naturally, mm. people find it a little bit difficult when they first start doing it because it's the first time they're ever reading like a like, you know, a story of say 10 sentences, right? Or having a dialogue that's back and forth for 10 sentences and you kind of have to try to follow the thread. And of course, the first time you try to do something like that, it's the hardest it'll ever be, you know, as you continue, yeah. to it, it's easier. But um, one of the things that we do is we introduce them in phase four when they're not really at a point yet that is called extensive reading. Uh, extensive yeah. reading is when you have 98% comprehension of what you're, um, what you're reading. And so, uh, that's where you get language acquisition really uh, cooking. Um, but yeah. it's really kind of impossible in phase four to have an interesting story and a 98% comprehension story because it's uh, you, you, you're just still only at about, you know, 200 characters or so, or, or maybe I guess it's around 250. And so it's just a little bit tough. And so what we do is we introduce it again later in the course when it reaches that 98% threshold. And we do that specifically so if you don't totally get it, you can relax about it and know, well, I'll get it later when it comes up again. Yeah. And Anki kind of does that automatically with all the previous facts you learned. So if you're like, I don't totally know if this character scene that I'm making is going to be memorable enough, but I don't have to worry about it because I will see it again and I'll find out. And sometimes you find out that actually it was good enough and you remember the character forever. And so, and then other times you think I'll definitely remember this character forever. And the next thing you know, two weeks later, you've forgotten it. So it's like, it's interesting how the, you can't predict how good your memory is going to be. All you can do is go, well, you know that Anki has a 90 to 95% uh, or, or I should say space repetition. Uh, if it's done in these intervals has a 90 to 95% retention rate, which always seems to be true. Nobody tells us that like, oh, for me, it's 70%. Like, everybody seems to fall in that 90 to 95% range. And so it's like, all right, well, then fair enough. So 5 10% you're going to forget. And then Anki will re reset it and put it, you know, so that you're going to see it more often. And uh, it's just it's just great because you can relax about the whole like, will I remember? It's like, yes, you'll remember it eventually. Don't worry about when it'll either happen now or it'll happen two weeks from now, or maybe it, it takes a longer time and a very small percentage of them. It takes a few months to really get, but like, it doesn't matter. You'll eventually get it. So great. Well, I'm glad to hear that you've been finding the, you know, sentences very useful in that way. So uh, my final question for you then is just uh, if somebody were to ask you, uh, Kyrie, do should I use Mandarin Blueprint to get started with my Chinese learning or or uh, improve my Chinese learning path? Would you? What would you say? Absolutely. I mean, I, I now I I couldn't even think of any other way that you you could do it and would be this successful. You know, I thought I was pretty good at language uh, learning. This this has just speeded me up tremendously. Uh, the things the things I've learned here. 
I can I can now apply to my language learning with my other language I'm learning, which is Danish. Um, and, and I'm approaching that in a similar way. I'm setting up sentences. I'm setting up conversation connect. I'm, you know, I'm I'm doing all that kind of stuff because my level's a little bit in that anyway. So yeah, th- this this not only is a great way to learn languages, but it teaches teaches you a lot about how to learn languages in general. I think, which is very very valuable. So I'll definitely be able to. Yeah, I recommend this highly for Chinese course. So yeah, gotcha. Well, fantastic. That's great feedback, and I'm glad to hear it. And uh, thank you so much for taking the time to talk about the course. Uh, We really appreciate it. And uh, to anybody else who's listening to this and would like to learn more, if you haven't already, just go to mandarinblueprint.com. We've got lots of resources there. We've got a blog, podcast, uh, and of course, the uh, we've got a free rapid acquisition course if you're interested in that. And uh, you know, and then of course, we've got our paid courses, pronunciation mastery, and the Mandarin Blueprint method. So. Thanks so much, Kyrie, for taking the time, and uh, we'll speak to you soon. Thanks for having me.